This is Eric Anthony of the Cave of Solitude, and we are very happy to welcome you to the first segment of the Monday Mic Check featuring myself, Eric Anthony, a.k.a. Swift Mickey, and Haz from High Society. My favorite day of the week is the first day after the weekend. Before I jump into the deep end, let me start it off right. Ain't nothing like a Monday. new palette, new page for me, my calendar. New day for me to challenge, new ways to keep me balanced. Too many stress about what they can live without. My nine to five reminds me All that right, I everybody, this is a premiere episode of sorts. You're usually used to tuning into the Cave of Solitude, and this uh, new part of the show is still going to be part of the Cave of Solitude channel. But what we got going on now, what I'm going to try to do with me and my homeboy has from high society has what's up yes sir welcome to the cave of solitude but this is not going to be your typical cave of solitude episode this is going to be under the umbrella of a sister podcast if you will we're going to call it the monday mic check in honor of the album that we made together you can check it out on um bandcamp just search has on bandcamp the album will come out you'll know which one is the two of us Yep. <laughs> Cartoon. And, that's right. And we're going to now have, we're going to try two times a month. Every Monday, we're going to release a podcast or bi-weekly Mondays. We're going to release a podcast to you and it's going to be music centric, hip hop centric. Yep. And we're going to get into album reviews, uh, debatable dialogue of, of hot topics that everyone, you know, barbershop talk, yes. if you will. And maybe even some some things that are going on in the world that I don't ever really get into when I'm talking comics and, and movies and all that other stuff. So welcome to our debut episode of the Monday Mic Check. Has I'm excited. I'm very excited and thank you for having me. Um, I'm looking forward to this. I marked this day on my calendar and the day is here. It, it, it has arrived. And you know what? It's, it's fitting that... I mean, I feel we should have done this a long time ago only because, one... Uh, we've been doing this since we were like 14 years old, talking about this stuff. 14? Maybe earlier. Wow. Maybe earlier. Yeah. It's been a long time. A uh, lot of bus rides to work, a lot of after school, literally in the basement, honing the craft, getting to, to you know. I remember. Right? Um, and you went to school for radio broadcasting. I did. And I, I uh, was going to follow in your footsteps. And I just realized it might not be feasible for me at the time. So this is what we should have always, always been doing. Been doing. So well, it, the, it, the time has come. The stars are aligned. You That's know, right. um, we we never knew when this would happen, mm-hmm. but we knew that this would happen. Yes. And it just so happens that now is the time. And you know, it reminds me of even WWF, mm. not E. That's WWF the real. WWF wrestling yes. when you knew that certain tag teams were forming. Yep. And it just happens, right? Mega so, powers. Mega powers. Let's bring it back. They won't explode, though, this time. No, 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 no. We can't, we can't have that happening. Not no this WrestleMania 5. No, no, that's not happening. Um, so shameless plug as we, as we do this. At the end of this month, if all things, fingers crossed, work out the way we foresee it, there's going to be a second Monday album coming yes. out. It's going to be called The Pursuit Of. You'll be able to find it on the Bandcamp website and we're going to try to see if we can put it other places yeah we need to we need to make ourselves more um visible yeah so i think we should um you know try other platforms as well yeah let's not try let's just do it yeah no we just like, got what's do stopping it. us from doing it yeah no we let's just, just ha- do it i just don't you know what it is i don't like making the promise 
And then people are like, I thought you were going to do it on Spotify. Or why is it on Apple? We're going to get to it. Right, right. Truth, right, truth right. be told, I'm old now. We're both at that time in life where technology is starting to be like, get ahead of us. Yeah. Yeah. So good good on you for doing the vlog. Yeah. It's getting ahead of us for real. Yeah, because I, I don't even, when people say, oh, just edit your picture. Just do that. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to tweet. I'm not the most savvy guy myself. I kind of had to jump in there and learn the trade a bit because there's a joy that I get from creating my own like marketing and promotion. Yeah. Just I'm my own in-house artist. Yeah, yeah. And I get a kick out of that because it's done my way. Yeah. And you've had studio sessions with me. I'm very meticulous. But you need that, though. It's It makes the difference between something that is timeless and something that is of its time. Ooh, well said. Right? Well, with those been, little details. You've been waiting to use that. No, it just that happens. That just fit. Yeah, but, okay. it, but it's it's the truth, right? Like, even you don't realize it, but... You hear people tell stories of like a Puff Daddy. And they're like, we hated when he came to the studio because Puff would come and he would nitpick and make you do the verse over. Yeah, yeah, like, the yeah. The verse is done. But it's like, you know what? That's- you calling me Puff? Yeah. <laughs> but not. But I was. No, but this is the thing. For me, Puff was my guy. Like, I wanted. He was my favorite of the producers during the 90s. Everyone hated him. I'm like, yo, Puff is wicked. He gets everybody a hit. Yeah, that's true. Right? And for me, I get to the point sometimes at the studio where I'm like, I think, I think, I think we got it. And you'll be like, yeah, you know what? Just try saying it this way. And it, it's the right way. You think so? It is. Yeah. I trust, I trust you in that regard. You have a producer's mentality you're not a beat maker, but you have, you should be with other artists in studios because Everybody has an opinion. This is a subjective thing. Yeah. But. Absolutely. I do think when people. That's Kobe in the background. Kobe the dog chewing on a bone. It's all real life here. But when people have. um, You spent 10,000 hours plus listening to your records. Yes. Yes. For sure. (laughs) Emphatic yes. Reading Source Magazine. Absolutely. Reading Double XL. Whatever we had, we spent the hours of practice. Yeah. Tuning our ears. Yeah. So it is subjective, but there are people, in my opinion, humble opinion, which is kind of not humble right now, that have expert opinions. I appreciate that. Right? You know, and and you know what? I, I, I have to bounce that back to you as well because, you know, we've been at this we've been a part of this culture for so long that we have the trained eye, we have the trained ear, we, 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 we know what's what. Yeah. And I think we do a great job filtering what the masses would appreciate. But within that filtering, we also see the nuance and we can separate certain things that in my opinion, the average listener doesn't have the trained ear to separate. Yeah. So I, I really coming from you, that means a lot. You know, so I really do appreciate that, man. Well, I mean, it, it because I think there's that struggle that people have with you give an opinion and they're like, yeah, but it's subjective and 100 percent correct. Yeah. There's a difference in picking your favorite and what means the most to you. Right. But then you can also be objective in a in, in dissecting art like Little Wayne is not on my top 10. Right. But does he belong there? I can listen to him and say, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, I can see why he gets the credit. 
Yeah. Objectively, I can say Wayne is wicked. You know what? You're right. You know, they say you don't get what you deserve. You get what you negotiate. Okay. So what I what I say what I'm saying is you can have all all the pieces there. Right. But it's how you justify it. It's how you explain it. It's how you it's how you add the context behind your views. Mm-hmm. That's where it kind of gets more into the objective standpoints. And you need objectivity when you're dealing with subjective matters as well, because yeah. it helps shape your thoughts and views. So, you know, we have a lot of debates. We have a lot of barbershop debates and you start losing people or, or, or people lose you when they start saying things, when, when they start adding their objective pieces because it doesn't fit the argument as much or it's not helping the argument. It's not right. furthering their argument, right? right so right. those pieces are very important as we talk about subjectivity and objectivity. So Yeah, and I think it, it, like debating the arts for some people is a frivolous thing. Because it is like, oh, what is it? You can't hold it. It's not facts. Right, it's, right. But you get meaning in it. Because through the arts, it's, I find the arts to be the mirror of society. Right. Yeah. And, and when you, even just writing a song, like when you send me a song, you say, I'm thinking the beats, you know, the, the, the song's called Everything Must Change. And you approach it a certain way, and then you pass the baton to me. And now the way that I analyze change is going to be in, you learn something about yourself as you write it like the art becomes its mirror yeah no right so you're right. you have to break the i feel like these are the important conversations to have in a way even though it doesn't matter who's the greatest of all time it matters yeah it doesn't it, but but it is important to kind of look like why is that person put it like heralded as one of the greatest writers of our time. Well, let's look at what he wrote. Exactly. And when we, when we, when we have these debates, um, you either gain a lot of respect for the person you're having the debate with mm. or you lose respect because you can walk away from a conversation, not agree, and still learn something from the person you're having the debate with. And you might walk away saying, well, you know what? I might go listen to that little Wayne album right now. Even though Lil Wayne is not on my top 10, mm-hmm. depending on how that other person articulates themselves, I might go back now and consider Lil Wayne. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. it all depends, too, on your mindset going into a debate. Like, are you going in there to be the loudest voice in the room? Or are you going right. there to catch a jewel, right? Like, That's the thing. Catch know? a jewel. You know? Exactly. I feel like right now we have too many chefs in the kitchen when you have debates where they want to be the loudest voice. You know, we watch Stephen A. Smith and we mm. watch, uh, you know, Skip. And, you know, we, we, we watch those type of debates and it's fun. Yeah, it's entertaining. But you have to get something from the person you're having the debate with, right? It can't just be one person, you know, with the loudest voice and thinking that the volume of your voice yeah. reflects the, the depth of what you're saying. Or, right? or the fact that you never take a moment to think about your next sentence. People look at that as weakness. Right. Oh, you're pausing. You're, you're caught flat-footed. Yeah. Like, let me just the, think. Yeah. Let me process. I actually want to give you a good response. Yeah, let you me said think. something that's making me think. Yeah. Right. Kanye does a good job at that. Like, when I watch his I interviews, yeah, you're right. he'll sit back and he'll wait before, even if there's awkward silence, he'll I wait. I appreciate that. You're right. You know, he does The level do of that. respect that he has when he's trying to respond. You know, so... Houseway. <laughs> I don't know if that was the best example, but yeah, it happens. We get emotional. It sometimes. happens. Uh, I remember thinking of like those moments where you had a debate with somebody. I probably had most debates with you back in the day, 
And the one that I remember, there's two, two of them that I'm just like, this guy. So we always debated Biggie and Tupac. Yes. But that was, we, we agreed to disagree. But it was this one where you said to me, it was in gym class. We were actually in the weight room and we were like spotting each other back then. And you looked at me, you said, you know, Jay-Z's better than Biggie, right? And I was like, man, get the hell out of here. <laughs> it was two years removed from when Biggie died. You didn't say anything like that. Nobody was better than Biggie. Right. Except for Tupac. Right. Maybe, right. By and the way, he, I was the Tupac guy. Yeah. He was the Tupac. I was the Biggie guy. I was always rooting for Brooklyn. So for him to say that about Jay-Z, it only bothered me that it, was, that it was Biggie. Right. Okay. Right. Like, you can't say that. Yeah. Jay-Z's I'll the guy, but like no one's better than Biggie. Right. Right. And you broke it down. And you explain little intricacies and nuances and things that I wasn't necessarily paying attention to because I was focused on the the artist who was in amber. Yeah. Right. When an artist dies at their peak, you put them in a in this amber like the like in uh, Jurassic Park. Yep. Where the yep. guy has a little mosquito there. There's and, a glass case around your work at that point. Yeah, and it's untouched. They're never gonna fall off. Yep. And they're remembered for the last thing that they did, which was probably the best thing they did. Yeah. Right. But you broke it down in a way that I went back and had to really listen to what was being said and being done. And then the and, and it made me go into the, the Dynasty album, which isn't by any means Jay-Z's best album. But by that point, I said, OK, this guy is really when the blueprint comes, it'll be locked down, official, no questions asked. So I said this before the blueprint. Drop. You said this in volume three. You said volume three. You know what? If I may chime in, I think what cemented that for me was, um, what was the lead single? Put your hands up. Throw your hands up with yep. Beanie Siegel. He's all right, but he's oh, not real. Oh, man. Yep. I said, forget about it. When he said that line, not cool with me, minus two degrees, maneuver the V. I said, man, that changed. The, that changed it for me. That changed it for me. I listened to, and that's, that's the type of stuff I want to talk about. Okay. Like those, let's get into it. Who but me? Let, me let's get gesture. into it. Yeah. Let's get into it. The next one that you did that messed me up was when you put Andre 3000 in your top five before yes. that became common. Yes. Yes. You did. Um, I, I knew that I always had a thing for artists that um, could peel a certain layer of my mind that other artists couldn't. Ah, that's a cool way to put it. I just thought about that now too. That's crazy. But um, Andre Three Thousand had a special way of always peeling a certain layer for me, mm. where he was superhuman, but so talented with his writing abilities and just his voice. It was never over overpowering mm -hmm. the beat. Um, and he was like, he's just talking to you softly, as if I would, like, come on, man, as if I play piano in the dark, you know what I mean? It's like, who says stuff, stuff like that? I'm I look serious. at the intricacies, like when he says pop, yeah. at the end of the P, he goes pop. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's really clever. So Andre 3000 is the first artist that made me start listening to music in color. Hey. So I, I like would that. actually think of a color and create this vision in my mind. So when um, The Love Below came out and it was like pink with the little gun and I'm like, this guy is really taking me to a place right now. And I got to credit Outkast. They have dope album titles, by the way, on uh, album covers as well. I'm big on that. I'm big on the artistic piece of an album. 
And I like when albums reflect the art on the cover. So Andre 3000 was the first artist that really made me realize that, man, this is really an art in every sense of the word. It's really an art. And, you know, his whole aesthetic with the turban and, yeah. you know, when Eric Abadou turned him out and he was doing all of the, you know. He said, actually, that um, one of his big influences, too, was um, Big Gip, who was very, like, weird that way. Yeah, well, Big Gip was the first one that I actually saw aesthetically doing all of that. Yeah. With the with the pants and the yeah. crazy colors. And and that's and Andre was like, these all these people were inspiring me. And the turban, he said, it came from me growing dreads and I didn't know where to put it. So I went to one okay. of those hair salon places that, you know, our mamas used to wrap their head around with these with this material and I just adopted it. That seems like something he would say. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. It was real cool. So you, you and then you think about it and he's like, I'm watching Missy and I'm watching Buster Rhymes and Big Gip and I'm trying to do what I do and be different about it and It, it seems so like, natural for him though. I wouldn't even have thought that, you know, we all have our influences, but it for him it just seems so Everything about him, like Andre Benjamin, like even the name. I know. Andre Benjamin. Andre Lauren Benjamin. Like you, you just sound like you're somebody prestigious and of, of certain value and of some certain worth. And then like, you know, not to get super particular, but he has that mole on his face. That yeah, yeah. He has yeah. that mole and it's like, he's just an interesting character. Everything about him is so He's like a Muppet unique. that became a human. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's kind of how it feels. You know, it's... You know, it's crazy. So, you know, but lyrically, though, listening to him and going back and listening to older albums, AT Aliens mm. and, you know, Southern Playlist of Cadillac Music and, you know, just breaking down how he approaches a verse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's it's a right? work of art. I'm saying. He's not afraid to take chances, you know. So I really appreciate Andre 3000. And yes, he's still in my top five. So... With all that said, I, I, I think it's a great segue to get into what I wanted to try for our first episode, and that's the, the topic of lyricism and, and lyricists. Okay. Because you get into these pockets of hip-hop debates, right, where you got underground, and you got these guys that are uh, conscious rappers, and then, you know, all these little sub-genres, blah, 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 blah. And then there's the lyricist of the year. Yeah, yeah. Is the album lyrical? And then, well, then we, we grade, like, what's it at yeah, lyrically? Yeah, these micro... Yeah. Yeah. And then we, we, we get into these things. It's like, okay, explain lyricism to me. Like, what makes this guy good? And like, well, he's more lyrical than so-and-so. Yeah, we, I, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Right? And, and, and you get, okay... What do you mean by that? Right, right. And then for some people, it's dead in the middle of Little Italy. Little do we know that that's lyrical. Right, right. To me, that is, it is lyricism. Shout out Big Pun. Shout out to Big Pun and Fat Joe. Was that Twit Twins? Deep Cover? Yeah, Deep Cover. Yeah. Um, Everyone knows that line. Right. And then you think of Eminem, who kind of, I give Cool G Rap that sort of, he's the father of of so many guys' style. Right. AZ, Nas, Nas Cool G, Rakim, Big, Big Daddy Kane, yep. KRS, and Slick Rick are the five guys that Thank I Thank you feel. for that fifth edition right there, Slick, Slick Rick. Rick. I was feeling away when I didn't hear that name. Those five guys are the fathers of everybody after. Chuck D too. Yeah. Right? Of but, course. But as far as emceeing and all the things that come out of writing lyrics and rapping, those guys 
are kind of the pillars. Yeah. Because they all do something better than the next guy. Yes. But then the guys who came after them said, I'm going to take all of what you do. And add I'm, it to my style. I'm taking all of it. And you can... And you can kind of see that in, 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 especially with 90s artists. Yeah. Who they were influenced by. For sure. You, know, you can hear the influences. You know, you can tell that Jay-Z liked Big Daddy Kane. Like, yeah. you, you, you could tell, you know? And yeah. you could tell Nas was really big on Cool G and Rakim. And Slick. Also Slick. Those I, three, I feel, I are his that, guys. I noticed that um, on, album was it? Stillmatic. When he told that story... I forgot the name of the track Rewind. right now. Um, Rewind. No, there's another one where he was dissing Cormega. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was Slick Rick style. Oh, yeah. Aren't you? No, 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 no. That's Mega, right? Sorry, mm-hmm. Mega, you know, so. Completely. Right. Slick Rick, man. I listened to, I have, I didn't grow up on Slick Rick. Um, The, the first album he did, The Art of Storytelling, or is that later? Or is it? Great Adventures of Slick, Slick Rick. Rick, where he's kind of... Pardon, Pardon me. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. That's an incredible album. Phenomenal. And from the perspective of knowing how hard it is to record a song, even though some people think that's the easy part because right. you can do takes, but back then, no, no, he no. was playing characters, he was doing, he was punching in at certain times for the sake of the song, he figured out a way to write a song that no one else had even tried yet. Yeah, he was the originator of that style. And, you know, he did it with cadence. He did it with just being a flavorful MC. And, you know, his approach to his lyricism may not have been com- complex in terms of, you know, how many metaphors is he using in this bar and... You know, what is he doing with his words and flipping and similes and personification? He used his voice and he used his creativity of his storytelling to tell the story and to speak his lyricism, right? So Mm -hmm. his approach is an avenue that not very many can take. And even since then, how many Slick Rick-inspired artists can you mention that you can really say Slick Rick really played a big role in there? Nowadays? Just overall. Over, I mean, overall, I think he influenced a lot of people. Right. But I don't know if there's anybody who's been as... The only person who I would say, for me, biasly, I'm very biased, that matches Slick Rick's storytelling is Nas. Okay. Nas can tell a story from the perspective of a gun, inside of the belly button. like. Can I say something, though? And yeah. it's going to be controversial. I don't think Slick Rick was the best storyteller. No, he was just the most entertaining. Right. I think that Lupe's fiasco can tell a more realistic story. May not be as funny. Right. It may not be as globally accepted in terms of the average listener, what they would want to hear. Um, but I, I think Nas, I think Lupe fiasco, I think even Common to a certain extent. You know who, who else I feel is a very much a son of Go- of uh, is Ghostface. Slick Rick. Oh yes, I feel he's his definitely or his son. Definitely, as far as he's 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 the parts of Cool G Rap again. Yeah, definitely. That's Rock a good, him and yeah. Slick Rick. That was an act. That was a good find by you. I can actually see. I can actually see a lot of Slick Rick of his uh, influence on Ghostface. Yeah, even the way they dress. Yeah, you know the, whole the Wallabies. Yeah, and, you know Slick Rick being from the UK. Like, Very that ostentatious. Style. Yeah, good good call there, man. 
That's a good call. But, but yeah, but I feel like Ghostface tries the most to do, like he really tips his hat. Like I'm to gonna Slick play, Rick. but Slick Rick was playing characters. Like he he's telling stories of like why would you even think to tell that like the, you're you're making up a story from a whole cloth. Yeah. Whereas Nas, <laughs> you feel Nas is like he saw that. Yeah. Yeah, that, that might have happened. And not only that, you're knows. there with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are exactly. there with him as he's telling the story, right? So I think Slick Rick was more of a lighthearted storyteller. Um, it was just more about the entertainment. But details. Crowd, oh, yo, for sure. For, we're not going to front off Slick Rick like it's not detailed, right? And I think that's why back then, it, it and even now, it gravitated to so many people. Right, if you if you, if Dougie Fresh and Slick Rick do their song, and you know what song I'm talking about, yeah, yeah, the whole crowd, it's it, crazy it's how many lines from that song are in every the whole album. crowd. Yeah, if I could beatbox, I'd start it right now, but I ain't gonna do that. <laughs> it's true. I didn't realize how many people pull lines from that song, how impactful it was initially on the culture. Like, yeah, that's a pillar. Hit- Hypnotize. That's you a get, that's a pillar. Yeah, 100%. that is probably one of the most quoted like in terms of lyric. Oh, Snoop Dogg. There's another Slick one. Rick. Yeah, that's a big one. Big one. Yeah, Lottie right. Like, come on, man. Huge, huge. Snoop Dogg. Yes, huge. I take that back. I take that back. I, I take that statement back. Slick Rick has, yes, his even Red on a Man. Lot of, yes, Red Man as well. Yeah, I definitely got to take that back, y'all. Yeah, but those five dudes from the '80s. That those are definitely those are the, the, the Mount Rushmore type artists. The, the, the initial Mount Rushmore of yes. hip-hop, I feel, you can say is those guys. No disrespect to other Nobody people. Nobody else, of course, no, of course. It's no. just, you you know. Those were the guys. Yeah. My favorite guys, that was their favorite guys. W- what do we say about KRS-One? As far as who he influenced? In terms of Mount Rushmore. Like, you know when we say those guys? What, what was KRS-One one of those guys. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Okay. Fair you enough. get you you don't get common and most deaf and even Nas. He he found ways to like the the live aspect of hip hop that he puts into the music where you know he'll destroy everybody live. I ain't your run at the mill for the mill I don't run. Woo! That's crazy. Yeah. That yeah. is crazy. Yeah, it's one of the dopest lines for me even till today, and, and it's so relevant. He'll battle anybody. He will. Some guys lay in the cut, right? Like Big Daddy Kane and Rakim are in that bracket, but they, Cool G Rap, they're not making anything. I'm yeah. sorry, no disrespect, but it is what it is. It is what it is. They haven't made anything culturally like moving, moving the the the. the they don't have to. They don't have to, and that's another d- 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 debate that we could have later. No doubt. But KRS will still put out an album. But is that hurting his legacy or helping his legacy? And I don't think it's hurting his legacy. That's the thing, is that it's making people say, you know what, this guy's from then. This album is good. Let me check out what they say is classic. Right, right. He's still doing his He's still active. Yeah. He's still active. He's active. He's still active. active. I'll give him that. I haven't really tuned into his later albums. But I just wanted to, you know, play the other side yeah. of that story there because I think for some, him putting out so much work after his initial, you know, dope albums as most people would refer to, it could hurt his l- legacy. No, 
You don't think sometimes people are looking at you like, mm, maybe it's you time. Would, you know what? You would think so because they do that to Nas and they do that to Jay. That's so unfair, man. But but and their albums are are actually moving the meter. Yeah. But when KRS comes out, it's just great. Yeah. All the fair, time. Fair. And it's like we pick our we pick it, it more yeah. because of status. Yeah. There's an integrity. And I think it's certain kind of artists. Like when you're more underground. Yeah. Um, how they view you is a little bit different when you're a little bit more mainstream. Right. It's almost like they're looking for fault to say yeah. why. This album will never live up to Illmatic. Yeah. And it's like, come on. What album really lives up to Illmatic, right? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, the needle is a little different when we're judging those artists. I would agree. And that, and that goes into um, the ter- like lyricism. To you, what's lyricism? Uh, probably not what most people think it is. Yeah, um, for me, lyricism just means a play on words. How well you can bring your words to life. How well you can make your words connect with people, whether it be cadence, you know, that's a performance of your lyricism, but you better believe if something is not said a certain way, it takes out some of the potency. So um, just just your way of using words to connect with the listener, whatever avenue you go down, whatever, whatever, whatever intricacies you use and nuances, that all goes into lyricism. For instance, for me, yeah. For me. Yeah. yeah. I'm pointing to my chest, people. Yeah. For me, Q-Tip is a top 10 lyricist for me. Break it down. Most people wouldn't agree because most people look at lyricism as a, as, as a synonymous word with complexity. Mm. And I don't necessarily agree with that. I feel like it's about how well your lyrics connect mm. with your listener. Yeah. And... I feel like a line like, who can drop it on an angle? Acute at that. Saying, do that, do that, do do that, that, that. And then that leading into the hook. To me, that's, that's, that's dope lyricism. That's, that's high music IQ. That's, that's knowing how to read the room. That's knowing how to write a song that you can perform. Right. And that is a level of lyricism. I agree. I don't understand where this concept of complexity was the you know measuring stick of lyricism so to me lyricism simply means how you use words to convey a message and how well how articulate how witty how crafty you can do that yeah lyricism that's 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 what that is for me i'm i'm with you on the the viewpoint of it we have a a similar positioning on that because of the appreciation of the cadence and he pronounced the word that way on purpose on purpose to, to make it it's pronouncing it like that makes one the rhyme work but also the rhythm of of how you said it sounds better let me let me give you another example yeah. and i'll use two lyrics that we yeah. quoted earlier yeah um krs1 yeah i'm not your run of the mill because for the mill i don't run doesn't sound complex, but the meaning behind that and what it means. And when it's and said. When it's said. Yeah. Dope. Pun. Dead in the middle of little Italy. Little did he know that we riddled two middlemen that didn't do diddly. What does that mean to me? Exactly. It means nothing to me. Exactly. But when I heard it, you better believe mm. when I thought I heard Ned Flanders rapping, 
diddly widdly widdly, you know? <laughs> that is crazy. We threw things. Right? We threw things. We threw things and we did not pick them back up. No. Right? So those are two examples of lyricism. Yeah. You know, so heavy diddly diddly, heavy diddly diddly dee. That's what heavy D used to say. Yeah. Not far off from diddly widdly metal dead in the middle. Right? It's the same concept. But they will we'll never D say heavy D is like a lyricist, right? Right, right. Right? Right. So it's just crazy how we've um, accepted the ideology that lyricism has to be complex. It's and how a, many words you can jamble and it's an integrity in a, thing that people yeah. have. When people get people become so passionate about hip hop, almost like a, a, a religious, to the point where, I mean, we're guilty of it. Growing up, we used to have these debates for fun, just to test people, just test their metal, like. Who do you think is good? Ah, oh, I'm gonna break your opinion apart, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like when, when you go on when you go on the Facebook, um, the UHHO. Yes. I had to get out of the shout group. out, shout out UHHO. <laughs> Hope you guys are listening and enjoying the show. Um, but I was engaging in conversation so to the point where I'm like, I it wish, gets rough. Yeah, murky, the murky waters in there. Sometimes. Yeah, because you, you, it gets to the point where people like. They just say ludicrous things out of this sense of integrity. And it's like, where is this coming from? Where, where are, we, are we students of the art? Are we fans of the art? Right. And are we respectful even to things that we may not like? You can't, you can't be in a hip-hop debate, regardless of how you feel about the artist, and say Eminem sucks. I never understood that. He well, may not be the guy for I understood you. why people didn't take to Eminem. I get that. That I get. But to say he flat-out sucks... Come on. That is blasphemous. You lose so much of you lose so much of your credibility to even utter that. It's it's nonsense. Right. It's nonsense. Let's let's eliminate the 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 color of his skin and all of that. When it comes to a guy who said, "You don't think I can rap? I'll show you I can rap." Like that's all right, he thinks right. about. So when it comes to literally rhyming words, I don't know if there's a rhymer like Eminem. He rhymes syllables. Honestly, other than myself, I don't know any. <laughs> right? No, Eminem no. for me is the creme de la creme when it comes to that. When it comes to the bar for bar, um, syllable, formulaic, just rhyming each third word and 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 like really mastering it to a, I, almost to a fault. He's it so is good to at a it. fault. It is to a fault. But um, I've learned that with M, especially songs that don't have the normal BPM, and um, I take a song like I sit back with this pack of zigzags in this bag of this weed that gives me the shit needed to be the most mean oh my god son of cool G. he's a son of cool G too and you cannot say that's whack you can't you cannot say that's whack right so you know and and yeah that's another artist that we could put under the cool G umbrella it, it, it's just crazy like sometimes I think people get too caught up in their own thoughts and they're looking for like an echo chamber yeah. to validate yeah. their relevancy and how yeah. underground they are or yeah. how much they know. So dissing M is kind of like the third piece in your starter kit. Yeah. It's like, this is your starter kit for this being is where a real I stand on the hip hop. underground MC. Yeah. I hate Eminem. Um, trap music is whack. I, I don't like it, but like, it just seems like there's certain things that you have to do to this, kind it's of like the force compliance. Like I will yeah. say this, I will say this. Yeah. Is the side that's I'm whack on. to me, man. It's so whack. That's whack to me, man. Yeah. Because uh, when, when a guy masters the craft, right? Like I said before, 
Uh, Little Wayne wasn't my guy when he was making his his rounds to to be the best in the game. Yeah, I was like, no, I, no, I don't like Little Wayne. Yeah, <laughs> but I love Drake. He reps my city. Yeah. I, I respect his pen when he raps. Yeah. If it's him writing, Drake the rap. takes a beating, man. Yeah. Drake, hit me up, man. Yeah, hit me up, man. Put me on, Drake. Come on, man. But I would listen to him, and I'd be like, yo, Drake's nice when he rhymes. He's dope. And yeah. I'm like, wait a second. He's he's directly linked to Little Wayne. Let me tell you something, man. When you see a Drake song and it has a destination with a time, 5 a.m. and wherever, 6.30 in Mississauga, whatever, you know he's coming to spit. I'm just letting you know. Business. It's out there on YouTube. Check it out for yourself. It's business. When, when he, he means business. And Drake can spit. Oh. I think a lot of a lot of people are, their, their inception of Drake came at a, a different time. But coming from the city... I know when I heard Drake for the first time. I know when I heard Drake even before he did a song with Fonte. Right. Like, Drake could spit, you yeah. know? But um, he's choosing to go in a different lane. And he's choosing to be a more global artist. Right. But that doesn't mean he can't get busy with the pen. Oh, he gets you know? busy. And what he so, does, he's he gets busy. He gets busy. He's No he's bias. Done, and he's no done, bias. He's done some... Um, I make people listen to the... Um, Zero to hundred catch up record. Yeah, yeah. Where he said like, there's a line where he breaks down his shoe not fitting in the shoes. He's breaking the seams. Now they felt they smell in defeat in the air. I was just like, ah, oh. oh. did you, ca- yeah, you catch? Yeah, did you catch that? that? Did like, you, but did you catch that? Yeah. And people are like, nah, well, why? What did he say? Right. Like, you Drake is the artist you're waiting for for his album to come out, and you're not even catching what makes him good. Exactly, exactly. It exactly. trips me out, right? But yeah. he's nice with it. But he people, is. But he. But if I can give him respect, I've got to tip my hat to Weezy. Yes. I, okay. I see how that all comes together. You get what I mean? I definitely see it. And, and Weezy's well respected in the rap game. He is, and he deserves to be. He worked his behind off. Yeah. And, you know, he's his work ethic. At one point, it was like Lil Wayne's season. Like if you if you couple dropped years. an album, a couple of years. If you dropped an album, it was just an. Uh, you're like on the undercard. Yeah, you're on his the undercard tape. or one of his mixtapes. Right? I was like, cheesed. I hated you know, it. Work ethic was crazy. <laughs> Tip my hat. Crazy. Yeah. Shout out to Wheezy for sure. So now then, when you think of lyricist. You kind, okay. of, you kind of broke down lyricism and okay. where you put Q-tip in that. And okay. it was a perfect breakdown for me, but I'm biased to your opinion. Who do you think of when you think of lyricist? In in the, I'm a hip-hop integrity keeper. Okay, okay. You know? So a gatekeeper's... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, you know... We all have it in us. Definitely. Um, it's crazy because when you say lyricist, you almost always X out Jay-Z and always include Nas. And, and, and to me, that doesn't even make sense. But People that's love another, doing that. that. That's another story. But names that get mentioned a lot are, are like the Chino XLs, yeah, the yeah. Cannabises. K-Rhino. The, K-Rhinos, the... Um, I don't know. We can we can go on forever doing this. Um, there's so many. But for quote, you, unquote, for you in your mind. For, for me. Like yeah. When I think in of your lyricist, gatekeeper integrity mind. Um... I got I I'm I I really respect Pusha T's pen okay. as a lyricist. Um, Eminem, mm-hmm. I really respect, but I think the top tier creme de la creme for me is Black Thought. Okay. I um, 
I don't even know what to say when I hear Black Dot spit. Mm. He is, he is, you, you can tell he's a man amongst boys. He's mm. mastered his craft. His craft, and this is not just the gatekeeper um, definition of a lyricist. This is just, I believe, like the creme de la creme of lyricism. You have to tip your hat to Black Dot. Um, and that comes with definitely top shelf. Definitely top shelf. You're not you're not getting a shot of that without feeling it. Absolutely. But the funny thing with that is, I feel like he's also, in a way, very overrated in certain circles. I agree. Because with you of too. the same thing. And I agree with you too. Do not come for me, people. Hear me out. When I think of lyricism, you know, it's not just it's it's a tiered thing. It's not just one component. I don't hear a lot of the things from other MCs or lyricists. Hmm. I don't hear Black Thought with a lot of it. So, for instance, like storytelling. I don't... I know he can storytell. I know he's done it before. But that's not something I get from him. Sometimes I feel like to hear one song with Black Thought is to hear all. You know, I don't get that breakup sometimes. feel like that with Hunt. Yeah, I don't get that breakup Sometimes, and, and sadly enough, sometimes even with Redman, it's just the same thing that you're going to get. Mm, um, I've never really heard Redman do heavy storytelling. I don't get much insight into who Redman is. But see, okay, we'll get back to that. You know? I got um, I got ideas about that. Yeah? Okay, fair enough. Um, does that make them any less of an MC? Maybe not, depending on who you ask, but there's certain tiers that I just don't get or it's certain boxes that I don't get checked mm-hmm. when I'm thinking of lyricists like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, most lyricists to me lack something. There's a department where they're just not checking a box for me. And I think that comes in with the hip hop ideology idea yeah. of lyricism and lyrical and lyricist. Ah, because coming back full circle. Right. So here's the actual, I looked up the definition. From the dictionary, not the hip hop dictionary, but we're going to... The dictionary. Lyrical, lyricist, all of that stuff. Okay. Lyricism is the actual definition. And I okay. think, I don't, people are like, ah, that's the dictionary, this is hip hop. This is, this is the, the definition, people. An artist's expression of emotion in an imaginative and beautiful way, the quality of being lyrical. And what's a lyricist? A person who writes the words to a popular song or musical. So, whether you agree with it or not, 50 Cent is a lyricist. Can I say something real quick about 50 Cent? He has one of the highest music IQs as an artist. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, 50 Cent really knows how to put together a song. And you know what? So does Ja Rule. Absolutely. Anybody that denies that is playing themselves. Right. But you can't... If you said to somebody, I think one of the most lyrical dudes is actually 50, you would be... They check you for that. Yeah. And I think that's where we get caught up in the weeds. Because I don't think 50 Cent is anywhere near technically as good of a rapper or an MC as Black Thought. Right. But... And this is the other part that I feel is important to lyricism. Going back to your Q-tip example. I want to have fun reciting the song. 
Bingo. That's Bingo. lyricism to me. Bingo. Well, just not to you. We just read the definition of lyricism, right? So a lot of times we get into these debates because we don't ask a simple question before we even partake. What do you mean by that? Mm-hmm. What do you mean by lyricism? Because if we're, if we're going off of a term, we got to all be in agreement what that term means. And this is a thing that I get into a lot of debates in these hip hop groups because we don't like to take the time to define what the actual word means that we're talking about, like MC. Mm. An MC, and if we look up the definition of MC, mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be what we, in a lot of these right. hip hop circles, think it is, right? right. Because the, the, the term MC existed before the hip hop was the birth of hip hop. Right. That word was around. So why now does it change? What an MC is. Right. One guy's a good MC, but he's not a good rapper. And one guy's a good rapper, but he's not a Why good MC. Why are we doing we do this? this? We yeah, do that we, stuff, we right? play that game, right? So I say that to say this. We have to agree on the definition of what we're defining before we can go further. Because in, in that sense, yeah, 50 Cent is, is super dope. Yeah. You, you can't take that away from him, right? But I think we just need to use the word complex lyricist or, you know, whatever that angle you're trying to go to yeah just say it exactly. if you want the answer to be black thought just say it just say complex you want a multisyllabic lyricist just say it right right but we can no longer walk around with this idea that when we say lyricist it blocks out a certain style or kind of artist because they're not lyrical miracle spiritual individual with spillables and yeah. we cannot do that right so I think we just have to be very careful not to fall in that echo chamber box where we just want a certain response. So we say certain, you know, bat signal words mm. that will herald a certain response. Bat signal words. I like yeah. That. So, yeah. I paired, I paired these group of MCs together. Okay. Because a lot of times people will say, I like lyricists. Bah, bah, bah. And they're like, my top 10 lyricists are. <laughs> and then they'll they'll list guys like, and they'll usually list the same type of guy. So, Cool G you Rap. You got a list? You got a list. Cool G Rap. Okay. Big Pun are often paired. Right. Big L. Big L. Sean P. Spree. And I, in that group, people will disagree, but Eminem. Okay. For the, I sit back with this pack. Of course, of right? course. They got a lot of the same. Of course. And what, impact and yeah they're into the rhyming close to each other in syllables yes uh, big pun with the uh, on super lyrical perfect example of two yeah. guys considered lyricists yes who you think had the, the better verse in that song pun me too don't tell anybody he did <laughs> don't tell anybody he went and, but see thought rocked it not worrying yeah about, you can tell right he didn't worry about out rhyming the guy he's like I'm gonna rock the mic yeah you could tell. And and in some ways, I prefer that. It's like, I like when a guy goes on and just like, like when Jay on, on Otis. Yeah. He's not comfortable in his own skin. And his I own know who I am. Yeah. Right? True. Whereas Pun was like, I'm showing, I'm on a commercial album. I'm a commercial artist, but I'm with this guy showing you I can 
do this. Keep up with the Joneses, right? Right. I felt like it was more of a statement that Pun did that. I, I do believe so too. And I do believe that Black Thought wasn't trying to outbar anybody on that. And I think that speaks a lot to of his lyricism. Of his lyricism. Exactly. Um, because we all knew that Black Thought, he didn't have his foot on the gas like he, like you would think he want, would, would on a song with Pun, but he didn't have to. Right. You know, he, he's at that point in his career where you know what, you know who this is. You know, and I feel like that's when you know you're dope. Mm-hmm. When you can listen to the song and say, "Hey, man, I kind of went easy here. I just I went with the the, the vibe of the, the song for the sake of the song for the sake of the song, right?" And I think a lot of artists need to learn that how to massage and become one with the beat and um, not try to prove a point. There are so many dope songs that would be even more dope if the artist didn't try to prove such a point on that song. You know, so. It's growing pains, man. It's growing pains. But see, with artists like that, Eminem has, I feel, a lot of content at times. Yes. Like he gets into like his life. He has can... enough that you can make a full album based off of just right. mood content, of course. But those other guys, if you read their lyrics, mm-hmm. it's that the shit sounds cool. Yeah. It's not even that they gave you any jewel. Oh, when Big L spits something, it just sounds cool coming out of his it mouth. It just sounds like he'll 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 tell somebody <sighs> like a smooth kid that'll run up in your baby mother. Like it's ev- like good. Haters E N V Y me B I G cause I'm V I P till I D I E. Oh, right, dope. dope. It's wicked. Sounds super dope. They don't say much though, and that's all it's good. It's cool. It's cool because they made a good song. Right, right, right. They don't have to say much, but but. To me, I would say, in some ways, these next group of guys are more lyrical than these lyrical dudes. Okay. Chuck D. Okay. Someone, you're going to say he's not a lyricist? Not, I, not you, not you. I'm, <laughs> saying, you know. I'm saying the people. Okay, okay. DMX. Okay. Ice Cube. Okay. Scarface. I see what, I see what you're doing here with the artist that you're naming. Tupac. Yes. Some people will make an argument, ah, they're not lyrical. Or some people will say, that's lyricism, not this guy. Right. And I think that both groups here are the epitome of lyri- lyrical greatness. Yes. And I think this brings on, you know, reading lyrics on paper. Yes. Versus listening to them. Yes. Right? You have some lyrics that you read on paper and you don't really think much of it Mm. but then when you actually hear the song with my memory sipping Hennessy like you feel it imagine reading imagine reading hippie to the hop like a digilog frog throw me the cat and I throw you the dog woof that's the lyrics yeah put it on the track I dare you to rhyme that dope Point taken. <laughs> right? Point taken. That was Andre 3000, by the way, y'all. Um, Dungeon, Dungeon Family, right? Point taken. If I read those lyrics, I'm thinking, what in it the sucks. name of yeah. the chocolate factory is going on? Like, <laughs> what is what is this? Right? But you're right. When you actually hear that, when you hear Trans DF Express, mm. you're in another... Simple as a dimple, ain't it? A hole in your cheek that's at the town so we can paint it. Red. Like, I'm there's the color. blue for two. Oh. Yeah. No, you're right. And that's the thing, right? So we got to stop marginalizing lyricism. I think that's what this all boils down to. Right. Know what the definition of lyricism means 
and stop marginalizing it to fit a certain narrative. There you go. You know, I feel like we just need to do away with that and kind of educate ourselves a little more. Right. But that what you just did there on something as silly as hip hop lyrics, which is important to us. But that breakdown of marginalizing something to fit the narrative is is a lesson I think everyone can learn in the world. Yes. It's transferable. With what we're doing right now with ideas and trying to um, silence them, marginalize the ideas of that people have in order to fit the narrative. Big. That is big. Right. That is very relevant. But that's where we can that's where you can take artistic conversation. Because you broke something down about Andre 3000 comparing it to Big L and we it's don't marginalize what these people are feeling thinking doing listen to it yeah you're right hear the nuance here yeah. here why why does big l rhyme like that well this is his story why does andre like rhyme like that he's an only child yes yes let's break it down let's peel the layers why is this person not following this protocol break let's the peel shit the down. layers yeah, yeah let's, let's right? peel some layers because you'll you'll learn to appreciate and that's what it all that's that's what that's the thing too, right? So we mentioned Kanye West earlier in his interviews that he actually, he'll give you dead silence, right? Yeah. Because he, he wants to answer that question correctly. So I'm saying this, we should do the same thing with art, with music, with yeah, movies. Yeah. Let's, let's break some things down and let's not be so quick to criticize or nitpick at something, especially when it's music. Like if we're listening to something to say that it's not as good as Illmatic, we're never going to appreciate it. We won't appreciate it the way we were supposed to appreciate it because we're looking for flaws. Yeah. Oh, I don't really like this song. This doesn't stack up to halftime. The rest of, there we go. It's not It's not as good. It doesn't stack up. I don't want and to make another throw, Illmatic. Right. And then we throw off the rest of the album or we have this, you know, indirect feeling towards the album because we're, we're comparing it. Mm-hmm. And, and we're, we're, we're missing out on beauty. Yeah. In now all that's aspects not, of art. That's and that's not to say that if you don't like modern hip hop or you don't like this subgenre that there's something wrong with. That's the subjective part. Right. Right. I don't particularly like chopped and screwed hip hop. Right. I I'm an East Coast kind of leaning person. Right. So, but that doesn't mean that there's no value in Paul Wall. Exactly. Or David Banner. But do your do your research. Right. And, and at least you know come to that understanding. And if it's not for you. It's not for you. As Common said, if I don't like it, I don't, I don't like, like it. it. Don't mean, that, don't I'm mean that I'm hating. Exactly. That was like the, Dave, Ch- my case. the Dave Chappelle uh, quote that I posted on a story the other oh, day. Oh, Lord, Dave like, Chappelle. What, what, what is going on in this world, man? What, 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 what are your thoughts on that? Dave Chappelle? Just that whole situation. I feel in today's world... It always has been, but especially now, the last bastion of truth are comedians. They talk the truth. Yeah. Dave Chappelle said, I'm not saying what he says is factual. There's a difference between fact and truth. But he used factual things to explain the truth of what he's telling. And if people are upset at it, it's because they're looking to be offended at this point. I agree. I agree. Because at the end of the day, you know, we've, if you know anything about comedy, you know that comedy is a reflection of reality a lot of times. Um, and it can be an exaggeration. 
Um, there are so many different aspects to comedy. We've we've had Eddie Murphy, Delirious. We've had Richard Pryor. We've had Red Fox. We've had George Carlin. We've had so many comedians that have spoken on you know some of the societal issues that are partaking and it got racy at times it got very chippy as styles p would say and never was there this amount of outrage to this level where netflix has to defend dave shout out to netflix by the way yeah <laughs> god damn you it. know what i appreciate about netflix is that they'll have something that a particular group of people want to eliminate because they're offended by it but they also have the documentary telling the story and that's really dope that to me is what you need you got to go to a place where they're not going to curate the things you want to learn about right right and you know certain media outlets facebook sometimes can bad man you know because they're starting to get real they're they're policing a lot of things and it's like very narrative based which is super crazy but um did you watch? Did you actually watch Chappelle? Yeah, of course. What what exactly did he say as a comedian that crossed that line? I, I thought he was clear on like I do not hate this group, but don't punch down on my people as well. And I don't understand the line or lines that crossed that line. Like I I I was I watched it like three times. I think it's making. I think in their. It's making fun at their expense and not championing. I think people nowadays, you, and that's why I like the quote that what he said about. What was the quote? Let me look it up before I. More or less. Yeah. Um, it, the quote essentially, and this isn't exactly what, it's, what he said, but it's essentially is that phrase. there's two lies that we've told ourselves in society. And one is that basically we have to, if, if let me read it. All right, no Let me problem. Read it man. because you know what? It's it is a good quote that yeah, people it's, need. It's meaty, and it's, you know, yeah. while you search that up, it's like I'm reminded of even Lizzo now that I, I see popping up on the timeline, and you know, with her body imaging, and I almost feel like you know, there's one set of you know people that think she's now forcing it, mm-hmm. and 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 trying to make every like she's an industry plant almost like she's trying so hard to make something that's already acceptable Mm -hmm. even more acceptable and sometimes you try to champion something so much that you blemish it almost yeah um i think another artist comes to mind um lil nas x Mm -hmm. um you know we're just in that area now where you don't know if it's just marketing or if it's just clout or if it's you're just trying to champion a story like i It's so hard. There's a value more than ever. And it's something that is, I think we we need to get in check. There's a value in finding where on the victim spectrum you you find yourself. Yeah. Because there's a a validation there. There is a um, people, people give you leniency for it. Yeah. And everyone's trying to find their excuse. Yeah. And being different. Yeah. But then they want everybody... And this is the quote. He, and shout out to Real Pete Rock because I got it from my, my wife sent it to me, Lady J from the Pete Rock yeah, page. Pete Rock's Instagram page is dope. Yeah. He always got some dope stuff. So uh, Chappelle says Our culture has accepted two huge lies. The first is that if you disagree with someone's lifestyle, 
you must fear or hate them. I'll read this again for your camera. Our culture has accepted two huge lies. The first is that you disagree with someone's lifestyle. You must fear or hate them. The second is that you love, if you love someone, it means you agree with everything they believe, say, or do. Both are nonsense. You don't have to compromise convictions to be compassionate. I love that. What an that. intelligent, well-put, coined right. piece of truth right there. And I, and, and I think as soon as you... Because I, I was getting into this problem with my podcast, worrying about... Toes? Yeah. Eggshells. Yeah. Everything. Like, if I bring this up because I want to have the conversation we're having with somebody... It's almost immediate, like, this was the opinion we have to have. We can't side with them. we got to side with this because people are listening. Politics and echo chambering, man. Yeah. We're, we've all fallen into that space where everybody has to cater to what we like individually. And everybody is a movement now. Everything is a group. Everything is a, you know, and I have to kind of repeat what you said. It's like, where do you fall on the victimization scale? And we play too heavily on that. We play way too heavily on the things that make us different, and we don't play heavy on the things that make us similar. We're so similar. And the things that make us similar is that we all have different thoughts. We are all individuals, right? So we should be able to express that. Now, of course, there are certain, for instance, what is your take on, you know, abolishing, getting rid of certain statues, right? Because that's in the same... I think, I think what it comes down to is what is the, the point of that statue and why it was there. So if, if the, um, at a time in history, this statue was put up for no reason other than to intimidate and fear people who are marching, put fear into people marching for civil rights. So they put up uh, a well-known racist general from the Confederation. We don't need that. Because there's no historical significance of what this person actually did. They were just hateful. Right. And you put it there to scare them. Now, if you're going to say we got to crush Mount Rushmore because Abraham Lincoln owned slaves or, or, sorry, uh, George Washington owned slaves, I would say we need to tell the story about George Washington owning slaves. But you can't change the fact that he's the first president of this country. Right. That ultimately the goal was this shouldn't exist. And that goes back to what you originally said, right? You love Netflix because it'll tell you the it'll tell you the yeah. story as well, right? Yeah. And it'll break it down. So do your research, right? It all comes back full circle, even with the hip hop conversation. Find out what words mean before we get into this heavy debate, right? Find out who George Washington was yeah. before we question why and, he's and on the What did people at that time if if today, if you're wealthy, you most likely have people working for you. Right. In back, some capacity. Some capacity. Back then, that's if you were wealthy, you most likely had slaves. Yeah. It's a horrible, it's a hard truth horrible, to horrible swallow. truth to say. It's, but Dave Chappelle put it in his thing. He goes, that's how people moved back then. Mm-hmm. It, even a guy who was a slave ended up being a slave owner. And I'm reminded of, not, not on the same degree, but I'm reminded even of TV shows like Archie Bunker. Yeah. Where it was very racy. You know, um, but back then, that was allowed on TV, right? Al Bundy said a lot of things that if he said today... Oh, no. Oh, my God. But see, the the point of the the Archie Bunker was that the guy who wrote it made it. If there's the... Norman Lear, that documentary is on. He purposely did stuff to get people talking. Yeah. 
Which you need that. Yeah, of course. Dialogue is important. Instead of shutting it down so that people can't learn. It's almost like we're learning by you're not going to be allowed to learn that. Have we stopped talking? Have, Have we moved into that territory now where we no longer welcome talk unless it's one narrative? We're is almost, that where we are? I think we're almost... I think the majority of people are exhausted. There's an ma- exhausted majority of people who are scared to say what they feel. Yes. And so they don't want to... They don't want to lose any friends. Yes. And I don't want to take, take you off course of where we're no, going. No, no. Keep going. You say that it struck something in me. I'm not vaccinated. Right. I'm not double. I'm not single. Oh, you didn't, you didn't back up from me? <laughs> you didn't back up from oh me? Oh, my goodness. So I think right now where that's where we are in society right now, where the, even the assumptions of you know, being vaccinated, it's okay. You're vaccinated. And I think, why should I feel afraid to tell this person now that I'm not vaccinated? And that's, or why are you telling me you're vaccinated as if I should be any less worried? Mm-hmm. Right, and exactly. I think that's where we are in a society, and it's it's very scary. And you and it's it, I say to I say to my wife, what it doesn't even feel like it's scary, but it's like scary in a spooky way. Very spooky, dude. It's spooky where you're like, am I in a, a horror movie? Didn't where, you, didn't you didn't we have to read um, George Orwell's nineteen eighty four yeah. book in school? Oh yeah, we're there. We're Good there. Grief. We're there. Because even because even in in the book nineteen eighty four. Um, they have this thing called the morning hate mm-hmm. where you go to work and it's kind of like what we did with the national anthem in school, but they all gather for the mm-hmm. morning hate. The news comes on and they show you the propaganda to be mad at the enemy. And they encourage people to get out of their seats like they would at church and, you know, speak back to the pastor, speak back to the pulpit in, in agreement. Yes. And the more you do, the more you show your alignment with the party. Pledging allegiance of right. some sort. And so, do we have that today? People will be like, yeah, we don't have that today. But we do. Facebook. It's the morning uh, hate. You go on there and you say, good morning, young world. You go on there and just say, good morning, Every young world. Every morning right? I say, good morning, young world. But I go on, I scroll, like, let me, it's almost like the news. What's happening? Who won the game yesterday? What's the reaction? Who won the, I, I learned who won the election by going on Facebook and seeing people's comments. Yeah. You know? Well, I think we've all can honestly say we've learned a lot. Via Facebook. Facebook, Instagram. TikTok too. Right? Uh, whatever, whatever thing you're on, it'll get you irritated. Yeah. After a while. You'll start your day off on a bad foot. <laughs> and I think that lends credence to why I choose to actually put Good Morning Young World with a little sun mm-hmm. beside it. Just to kind of remind everybody, like, let's not forget what this is all about, right? Like, let's be grateful and let's just... You know, find some enjoyment in the start day. Start the day on a good vibe. The Stand, sun's coming Start out. it right. And you don't see it, it's still there, guys. Exactly. I right. agree. Yeah, it's, it, I appreciate Dave Chappelle. I appreciate, I, this is maybe unpopular, uh, podcasts like Joe Rogan, um, who have everybody on his show. So you can hear all the opinions. And yeah. people can speak in an open forum where it's not going to be a five-minute segment where the anchor led the conversation and made you look like a dummy yeah because that's the agenda of the news yeah channel yeah we need to learn to agree to disagree sometimes yeah. right and, and there's so much there's so much fruitful dialogue and growth in in watching that manifest on camera i'm reminded of um stephen a smith with his stance on i don't know if you've been keeping up with Kyrie irving yeah he's unvaxxed 
And Stephen Smith is just drilling in, and it's become his talking point. You know how Skip yeah. likes to talk about uh, LeBron all the time? Mm-hmm. I kind of get that's his little shtick, and they kind of mm-hmm. have fun with it. But with Stephen A. Smith, it's like it's almost like it's personal. And he's like questioning his intelligence and, you know, just really making it look like he's an idiot. And he's selfish and just for having his own choice, just, just for exercising his own right. And, you know, you go on a TV show and you have your talking points and you're reading from a teleprompter almost. And then you're going to fault somebody else because they're not ready to come on TV and talk about it. I'm reminded of this conversation where it just feels like we're shutting down certain things. Like if, if you don't agree with my thoughts, this is why you're an idiot. And then you just watch it on TV and then you have the comment section just like you have in Facebook mm-hmm. and you just see these things mm-hmm. and then you get irritated. Yeah. Like sometimes I'd be getting tight. Yeah, man. I read some stuff and I'm like, how can you guys really think like this? Like what is going on? Like what? why are we so... We have fallen in love with absolutism to the point where it's like, but what's messed up? Answer is it's toxic. But, but what's messed up is that the people, the one side that is so absolute on you accepting them, are they don't want to be absolute on things that are absolute. Ah, there's the rub. That's the weird part about it, yeah. right? I've I never looked not, at it like that. I do not disagree with anyone saying we need to believe in science. And see what the science is telling us. I have no problem with that. Right. So if you if people say, oh, you should only vote, never vote for somebody who doesn't believe in science. Word. Okay. But when you're, <laughs> science, bio, unless we don't believe it, science dictates what we are right. biologically. Right. That's science. Right. But that is non-binary and relative. Yeah. In an era, that, like what's funny about it is that the first generation, I could be wrong, could be wrong, the first generation that has gender, See how we gotta be, gender you know? reveal parties is the one generation that says gender doesn't exist. Wow. Figure That's that one deep. Out. Figure that out. That's deep. And we jump back and forth when we want to make this about science versus human rights versus how you want to identify yourself. My, we jump back my and forth feelings, when it's convenient. Th- my discrimination. Yeah. And it makes us ignore a lot of the real issues. Yeah. And it's crazy because, you know, and not to say you don't have a right... Not to say those issues aren't identify real. identify with how you want to identify, but how do, how do you do that and then turn around and say you have to put jab, you got to get jabbed. And you're, you're basically saying... It's my body. I can do what I want. And you're telling me, no, I need to get the jab. But then when you turn around and say, well, I want to identify as X, Y, or Z, everyone should just be cool with that. But you don't want to grant the same respect. Yeah, man. Every, I, I, you I'm, know? I'm big on two things, freedom of speech and freedom of choice. And both of those things have consequences. But use your freedom to invest in the consequences you're, you might get. Okay, but is it really freedom, though, if it's faced with certain consequences? Like, if I have a right, like, so, so what, what's happening right now is when you don't want to be vaxxed, you're told, cool, you, you, that's your choice. No one told you that, uh, you know, you have to get vaxxed. 
you just can't go to the grocery store. You can't but do that's this. that's not this. freedom. You can't get a credit card. You can't do this. You can't go flying over here. You can't pick up your kids from daycare. You, you can't, can't go to a restaurant. Can't go to no, a restaurant that's not eat. freedom. So. No. The, so, free, the consequences of your freedom of choice will come in what we're debating. I'll get sick. You get sick. That's the consequence. Right. My consequence of choosing to get a certain medication, there might be side effects in any medication I take. Is there any... Is, is freedom even a thing today? Is there such thing as freedom? Because lately I've been spelling it. Mm-hmm. D-U-M-B. Mm-hmm. So I'm personally, I'm personally not sure if freedom exists. I think, I think there, I hear what, exactly what you're saying. I agree with you. The freedom, that's why I'm big on having those things. Right. Let people have the freedom to speak. It might upset people. But yeah. if I'm going to say something offensive which I should have the right to. And if someone's offended by it and I get punched in the face for using the wrong language towards a certain person, those are the consequences. Should okay. I go to jail? Yeah. No. But, hey, buddy, it's fair game. You use the word you know you shouldn't use. Got it. Got right? it. Got it. And if you choose to not take a certain form of medication and I choose to, or if I choose to drink a whole bottle of Jack Daniel, no one should stop me. If I can go to the liquor store and buy two bottles of whatever I want and alcohol poison myself, I am affecting the system. I'm affecting my wife. I'm affecting the, the, the taxpayer's money when I go to the hospital. People are being victimized. And if right. I go into a... But I can do that, right? Right. You, you, people can't go to a restaurant where other people are and buy alcohol or eat there because of mandate. But the government's okay with you buying their alcohol yeah it's funny business it is funny business and it's really murky waters because you know and maybe i'm missing with freedom of speech too right like you could you should be able to say anything and maybe it comes in where the consequences play a part right like because if you do say certain things it's going to come with you know it could be physical it could be you shouldn't incite hate no for sure but if someone's a flat earther and they want to go on a, a dundas square and say flat earth is real and a couple people want to believe that, it's your choice. Yes. Okay. Right? But if you're going out there saying, we got to go out and do this to this group of people because of Baba. No, no, no. Okay. You can't, you okay. can't be inciting. And I say that just because, you know, we, we, this conversation can go in so many directions. That's why I love having these moments. Um, like when we go from, and I don't want to dive into this too much, but when we look at going in from Trump to Biden or going from Obama to Trump to Biden, seeing like the different approaches that these presidents take with one being very well spoken, um, very good on camera. But when you look at certain things that were happening under his watch, you know what I mean? Optics are spun from media. And so going back to your question about freedom, I think the only freedom you have is within your ears. Okay. And it's, that's why information is important. Because yes. you watch Shawshank Redemption, yes. right? Andy Dufresne. <laughs> I feel like Morgan, Morgan Freeman is going, Andy Dufresne. <laughs> he found a way to be free in prison. To the point that even Red, his friend, he's like, Andy Dufresne that day got lock us all. Lock my body, can't lock my mind. Right. He got us all alcohol. He had us beer on top of that roof. And for one moment, we all felt like free men. If you have a... If you have information and understanding and, and knowledge that you accumulate, there's a freedom that you can have even in restriction. Yeah. Right? 
you learn to... It's like when you play basketball. Absolutely. You're on the court. I can't just run everywhere, but I know where I can go. Yeah. And I'm going to make the most of I it. I can make the most out of this painted line, right? Right. It's like a checkerboard. Exactly. You know, you can only do certain moves, but if you have the knowledge right. of self and if you know how to make the best moves within that confined space. Now, when someone says you can't move your players... Now that's the removal. That's of the freedom, problem. right? Right. So they can move every player they want. There isn't really any reason except for this, and we're not letting you use your back row. Like that's big difference. That's big difference. I'm not. It's a big that. difference, right? Yeah, it's like playing Monopoly, giving someone with two two uh, dice to play the game, and you give someone four one. or one, or yeah. And then say, keep we're up. We're playing at a different, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. what are you saying? You're moving the goalposts now. Yeah, right? that, yeah. That, that thing, I'm not, I'm not with that. That ain't cool. No. Um, but see, this, this is where the podcast can go. I'm excited for this. I love it. Bring it on. Um, getting back to our, our, our topic, to close it up, to wrap it up. Let's, I want to hear your top five lyricists. You talking about the... the um... No, you're like... Not not the gatekeeper. Okay, okay. So Yours. my top five. Wow. I generally don't do Biggie and Pac. I just leave them into their own space. Right. So I'm going to say Jay-Z, Nas, A-B. Mm-hmm. Any day it changes. Um, classic. Andre 3000. <laughs> Gotta put him up there. Damn, this is like, I feel like. Ooh, G Willigers, man. Andre 3000. Yeah, it's G Willigers. Wow. Me personally, I got to say, most deaf. Mm-hmm. He rounds out my top five. And I know I'm going to catch flack for this, but um, I want to say Common. I want to say M. I want to say Redman. I want to say Black Thought. But for me... Jay Electronica. Hey, good pick. Jay Electronica is is my guy. I ride with Jay Electronica. You've been riding with Jay Electronica from... Like I've been riding with Jay-Z from yeah, gym yeah, class. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. I've been riding with Kobe. Yeah. Before Kobe was Kobe. Yeah, that's true. When he had the Froby. Fro, yeah. Right? Um, those are my guys. Those are, I'm going to put those in my top five. Those five dudes are in my top five. What, a, what about yourself? You know what? It's pretty lame, but our lists are very similar. I'm not. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised, and that that might be boring for people watching, but we have similar tastes. Cause, you know what? I think the reason we got similar tastes is we listened to everything. We listened yeah. to fabulous album. Bubba Sparks. Bubba Sparks. Deliverance was a dope album. Bubba right? Sparks. And then we pop in Scarface, and mm. then we pop in Wyclef. Yes. Like Carnival in the same and, day. Yeah. Yeah, we did that. And, and then at the same time, I would, no one was listening to Black on both sides. Nobody. Nobody we, in our circle. No one in our circle. Nobody no in our circle. No one knew most F most Nobody. F1, right? And uh, Supreme Clientele. Ghost. Oof. Right? What an album. I don't even understand it. It's so good. Right. But what I'm getting at is all across the gamut. And then we'd listen to Exhibit from the West Coast. But, but that's the thing, right? I think most of the conversations we're having, they're just coming back full circle. And, 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 and the, 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 the common thread here is that educate yourself on things before you dive into certain conversations. Mm-hmm. We've listened to all the artists. We've listened to the various you know, degree of MCs. We've watched the movies. 
So when we speak on something, it's funny the ones that are more, and I don't want to sound pompous, but more well-rounded on certain things. They're more open-minded. Yeah. They're not as closed off. They're not, they're not as worried about, you know, filling in that um, checklist of what makes a starter kit expert opinion, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're not worried about that. <laughs> they're, they just, they're just open to, to art. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But I still want to hear your top five. My top five. Okay, so Jay-Z Nas. Okay. Because I, I feel that I listen to their, what they say and I get something from it. But when I read what they say, I get something else. Okay. From both of them. And a lot of, uh, in Jay's case, it's the word connections that he, the play on words. Yeah, he's, he's dope at That's that, the, He's the best at he's, it. He's, he's dope He's at the that, best man. at it. Because he does it in a way where it's like. Damn, flawless, yeah, flawless. Um, Nas, just the, the the detail. It's like, man, he he's writing you his life story. Yeah, I still see that MC. There's a picture of Nas in his room when he was younger. I think he's wearing, he's sitting on the bed, and he, I think he has a rhyme book or whatever. I still see that guy exactly when I hear him. I see the little boy on the cover. Illmatic. I still, yeah. Such a dope MC, man. Yeah. So the two of them, I need to read their stuff. Same thing with Andre. 3K. He's on my list because yeah. of examples like uh, Aliens, that verse. You you quoted it before, softly, yeah. as if, But the first verse where he talks about my oral demonstration. It's like clitoral stimulation. Simulation to, to the, the female gender. gender. Yeah. Ain't nothing better. Let me know when it's wet enough to enter. Like He's that, so vulnerable, too. Exactly. There's a side of humanity to him that, even that latest track with he that he did with uh, Kanye West, uh, to his Kanye's mother, he had a song and then they, mm-hmm. I think Drake leaked it. Okay. Damn, Drake is bad for that, but just his vulnerability and yeah, and just touching on things that other artists don't really touch on, right? Even the Love Below, right? You know, just that whole album itself, like you know, he channeled his inner prince yeah. and made an album and and touched on things that. Most artists would be afraid to articulate. It's very vulnerable. Yeah. And then with him too, like in that verse, that same verse, he does this little trick. It's very subtle, but it's dope where he's like, um, where he he says the word tune, tone, the skin tone. Oh, yeah. And if we tune it, yeah, will it get picked on yeah. like a guitar? Yeah. So all of these musical sounds. References. References yeah. that are not even obvious. Yeah. It's so subtle. So subtle. Tucked away in the lyricism. Yeah. He does that every... And, lyricism. And he'll, he's a type of guy who will say, I'm going to take this part of my verse and I'm going to sing the first four bars instead of out-rap my partner. Yeah. Me and your daughter got this Something thing going, going on. You say it's... Po- like, just... Everyone it advances it. the song. But it's, it's poetic. Yeah. You say it's popular, but I say it's full-grown. Forever? Forever, ever? Everyone yeah. knows that. Yeah, yeah. But if you really listen, lyricism, people. Yeah, and it's a. That's why I say there's no. It excuse all comes back full circle, y'all. To people having whack music when we had Lauren Hill doo-wop on the radio. Yeah. getting overplayed. Yeah, like damn. agree, agree. So puts those things into perspective. Those three are the same. Jay Nas, Andre Three Stacks. For me, Lupe. Oh my God. Because that's a guy who is such a good lyricist. I'm sorry, Lupe. Rhyme writer that even his, what he lacks in, I guess, like vocal presence or vocal mechanics, as you put it, I relate to him. 
Because it's like, I got to rap extra good because my voice isn't the most Dude, noticeable. say less. I agree with you, man. Lupe could have easily been on my list, too. So And I it doesn't totally even seem understand. hard for him. He just no, he's incredible. Lupe's a different kind of artist, man. You can tell that just his whole demeanor. Like, he, there's so many layers to him you don't know about. Like, the kick push, the comic books, the, the videos he's done. He's into, like, karate. I, I see, love that. I see him on his live. He's... He's such a different guy. Like, I like guy, I like MCs. He's like a in a way an Andre three thousand. Yeah, where it's like yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you some vulnerability and some things that aren't yeah. cool to hip hop yeah. people. But I'm good with myself. Yeah, Tyler the Creator as well. He's growing on me, man. He's yeah. growing on me a lot. But yeah, he kind of strikes me as that mm-hmm. type of artist. Yeah, that he's a, he's an alien amongst everybody. Yep. Yep. But he he can see the matrix. Yeah, Lupe definitely deserves to be on that list, man. My last one is Redman. Reggie Noble. I mean, because because you like you said before, once you hear him once, you feel like you hear him all the time. But when you really hear him, you see just the rawness of rhyming that yeah. he has in him. Yeah. That he's not he doesn't pull off as many tricks as Method Man. Method Man is very nice and neat and tucked in. Yep. Everything is sounds so smooth. Yeah. Right, but Reggie says things like, "Man, he made that rhyme, and yeah. that's a wicked." Yeah, he Redman knows how to make things that don't necessarily rhyme rhyme. It flawless rhyme. He's yeah, just, he's he's I mean, got that KRS one about him. My favorite album of all time, as you know, is Muddy Waters. I um, so I mean, I totally understand that. I can't question anybody that has Reggie Noble on their top five. There's nothing for me to question. But see, this I mean, is lyricist. Redman. Yes. What I what I consider as a person who brings color to the songs based on the voice, yeah. based off of the humor, their whole presence. The present the presence of him. Like he can make you laugh at him and then tell you that I just robbed you in a yeah. song. Like he has that uh, cartoonish yeah. thing to him, but his references to pop culture. He knows what he's talking he about. He knows what he's talking he learns about. Stuff. And he does it in a clever way that yeah. only he can pull it off. And he, and you and the thing what's cool is that you think this guy's a pothead. Yeah. But he's smart. But he knows, he knows. Yeah. And I like watching I, I like watching um Redman age. I, I I've seen how he's changed and how he's opened up, like even doing songs that have way more appeal to women. Mm. And the videos that he makes now. Mm. Um he's always been kind of quirky like that, but like it's so much different now. I, I saw one where he was smacking everybody. I smacked the <laughs> shit out. Just smacked. I mean, it's hilarious, man. He's so Like, good. only Redman could get away with that. I feel like Redman influenced the artists like Sean P to be the kind of MCs they are, where it's just like that. Ludicrous. Yeah, that heavy, you know, boom bap type of spontaneous lyricism. Come through with the Tim's unlaced. Yeah. The, 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 the muddy yeah, tank top. Dirty just grimy. grab the yeah. mic. Yeah. And I you, get that from Reggie. I get Reggie. Yeah, I love Redman. As a person, that these are guys that I kind of listen to what they do and try to extrapolate stuff yeah. from them. That red dot on your forehead is not because you were rabian. Watch what you say to him. Oh, he's wicked. Come on. Yeah, man. He's thorough. Red, that's my guy. Dope, but, um, dope. We can switch up this list so many times. Absolutely. I mean, if you ask me next Monday, plug on the Monday. Hey. Um, my list can very well change. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, and that's the beauty of art, right? It's very subjective and it changes. It's never definite. Mm -hmm. It's never permanent. It always changes. It's evolving, you know? 
You got to yeah. pivot. It, it never be scared to be wrong. Absolutely. I'm, Absolutely. I'm, I'm a big believer. You are that. right about that. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. This was, um, I had a, a wonderful time doing this first episode. I, I can't wait to do more. Uh, the next one, if we, if we announce, we should do an album review. Ooh, okay. There's no more source. We don't get mics. We don't get the mics. I missed that. But we're the Monday mic check. Okay. So we're going to give we're them mics. It back. We're going to give, we're going to re-mic albums. Are we doing new albums? Are we doing classics? Are we doing... We're, we're going to go, we're going to go into someone's catalog, whether someone's releasing one. We'll say, let's listen to this one. Okay. We'll, we'll tell Till to come on. Okay. And we'll... We, I like where we're going with this. But then we'll go back and we'll say, you know what? So-and-so got four and a half mics. Let's talk about that album. Oh, so we're going to go in the vault. We'll go in the vault. Okay. Maybe I like that. <laughs> I like let, that. Let, let's actually listen to Nostradamus and see if it sucks as bad as everyone says. You know do, what I mean? Do we have to listen no. to... No. I'm messing with you. No, but... No, but no, like, no I, I got you. Um, and, and I feel like um, that's very important because I feel like there are a lot of urban legends, mm. good and bad, good, mm. bad, and indifferent, where... I think we've kind of let certain things slide and become a narrative. And I get it. It's all subjective. But there's certain things that I think if we can explain it, yeah. it may open up your ears a little more and you may be more, you know, willing to try out certain albums. So I like that. I like that idea a lot. I'm looking forward to it. I've been wanting to do something like this on the show for so long, but it had to be done with you. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. I really appreciate that, brother. Um, I can't wait till we do our next episode and just kind of grow from there. It's we got the good. Monday. What, this is the Monday. Mic check. Monday mic check. I got the Not So Crass podcast. You got the Cave of Solitude. Yep. I got the Not So Grown Adults. Like this is just a mixture of different things and it's going to work. Let's do it. Appreciate it, man. Stay tuned, everybody, for more episodes from both Monday Mike Check, Cave of Solitude, Not So Crass Podcast. Subscribe to the Not So Grown Adults. This guy's a funny guy. I am. He's a, a funny fun. dude, man. No. Respect me. Love me. <laughs> Drake, holla at me. I need a deal. <laughs> All right, Sheesh. everybody. You know what? Download the Monday album. It's worth your while. Bandcamp. That's right. Peace. All right, everybody. Take care. Peace. Peace, peace. Favorite day of the weekend. First day after the weekend. Y'all stay drowning in your shallow thoughts. We hear scuba diving in the deep. I got a sunray fetish, so I'm runway headed. My fam all fed, cause my Monday's blessed. Y'all say it's mundane, I say it's all perspective. My weekend rest help prep my resurrection. Yes, that's my Monday. Rise and shine. Channel locks in the pocket, how I provide. I supply home, Colfax and hot flows. Water your seeds, let them see all the pothole on a rise save auxiliary stacks and backup bands because life throws a wrench in your plans yo has our denim different but the brand remains hip-hop in our jeans dna's the same it's all love monday tuesday wednesday thursday